Now we ask Brother Frank. Praise and thanks be unto the Lord. We are already thankful to God for the songs, especially for the last song of the choir, Back to the Bible. This was our song in the ten years at our radio program over Radio Luxembourg. It was always the beginning, back to the Bible. And that's how it remains until the end. God's word remains forever. When all the interpretations are long time over and when they will be no more remembered, then God's word still remains. And all who received God's word, they remain with the word forever. I also would like to welcome all of you, especially all who are newly added. May we ask today, who of you is for the first time in our midst at this weekend? Do we have brothers and sisters? Please stand up so that we can see you. Be welcome. Here is one sister. God showed her in a dream how the trees are planted from the street to the entrance of this building. And today she is here. God bless you in our midst, precious sister. This, the Lord still knows how to show the way for His own. Blessed are those who are led by the Spirit of God. Then we have there some brothers and sisters. The Lord God bless you. One sister from Argentina and where the others are from, I don't know. God bless you in our midst. Probably Chile or wherever it might be. The Lord God bless you in our midst. Then we have here precious sisters and brothers. The Lord bless you richly. And here one sister and one young man. God bless you. Yes, the Lord bless you all, wherever you are coming from. And the question is always, where do we go? And the destination is all our destination. We are coming from different countries, but one destination we have before our eyes. Then we welcome also all those from the neighboring countries, from the Czech Republic, from Poland, from Slovakia from Italy, from Austria, Switzerland, from France, from Belgium, just from all over. The Lord God bless you. May He bless us and may He be with all of us. To announce would be the following. We all find out the year is coming to its end. The years are coming 
and they are going. And God willing, we still have some meetings the coming weekend in England, the third weekend in France, the fourth weekend in Switzerland, and then comes our first weekend on the 6th and 7th of January. This will be already the first weekend in the coming year. We just lay everything before the Lord. And we always have the word before us, work as long as it is day, for the night comes where no one can work. And yesterday we already were referring to it, what uh, is being done with the Bible. One just has to imagine for one moment, if time would still continue, then it could happen, thanks be to God, it will not continue, it comes to its end. But if it would continue, then it would happen that the translations of the past, one would not have them anymore, but one would only have the newest translation and they would be used by all the people. And then they read, as we said it yesterday, they don't read, baptize them, but dip them, immerse them, and so forth. One has to imagine where this all leads to, where all of mankind is heading, and especially Christianity, where it is leading. And then we have also heard about a German parliament member of the Green Party demands that the law of blasphemy is taken out of the Constitution so that all can blaspheme as they like. Up to now, we have in the, in the Constitution of Germany we have it that blasphemy is a criminal offense and this paragraph shall now be taken out so that blasphemy can take place. For us, incomprehensible. But the great falling away and the lawlessness and the ungodliness has just taken over. And as it is written, at that time, the love of many shall wax cold. Therefore, let us hold fast to the word of God. What people are doing, what churches are doing, and what the 42 women and men did, who are responsible for this new Bible translation, they will answer before God one day. Our duty is to come even closer to the Lord, to believe the Word of God even more, and to get into a deeper connection to God. Perhaps one announcement still, God willing. And if we are still on the earth, 
also for the coming year there is an Israel trip planned namely from Monday the 7th of May up to Friday the 17th of May and we would be happy if some could be part of it then we have greetings which brother Schmidt has given to us our brothers from the east they are of course always phoning and we thank God for that brother Schmidt from the very beginning was used in such a way to bring the word of the Lord to all the Russian speaking world we have greetings from Moldavia from Uzbekistan from Russia and from the Ukraine we are just joined with all in the Lord some brothers were phoning brother Etienne was phoning they are hearing brother John from Bucharest he wrote an email they are hearing they are having part in it brothers in Africa in Canada everywhere they are hearing and they participate in our meetings and of course our precious sisters and brothers in Chile with whom we are joined in a special way the Lord God has given grace up to now and he will continue to do so we have the duty to preach the word in such a way as it was handed down to us and as it was left to us perhaps just one side remark here today the daughter of brother Brenham is buried Rebecca Smith the daughter of brother Brenham George Smith know a few of us she was of course married to George Smith last time in Jerusalem we met George Smith and we spoke about certain things and Rebecca she died of cancer and now most certainly she can now see what she believed what makes me think in this connection is the fact that brother Brenham was told on the 7th of May 1946 at his direct commission and sending he was told nothing will withstand thy prayer not even cancer this was the remarkable thing and of no other illness so many people were healed than of cancer in the ministry of brother Brenham and now we have it that with God there is no respect of persons there are no darlings with God all are equal and no man can choose how he will leave this world 
in what kind of way it has to be. We respect the decisions of God and we say what He does, this is well done. It is, His will is just and right. Blessed is he who does not quarrel with God, but who can say yes. Although, one may quote here the word, what I'm doing now, this you don't understand now, but you will understand it later on. There are things in our lives which we don't understand, which we don't grasp. And then comes the moment where we understand it, where we grasp it, and where we can see why it has happened. Commit thy ways to the Lord and trust in Him. He will bring it to pass. Also with you, He will make it well. Blessed and praised be His wonderful and glorious name. Today, we have a birthday boy in our midst. Not a boy, a man. A man of God. Our brother Gilbert from Paris. Age group 55. The year which had a great meaning for me. It was the year when brother Brenham was in Germany and in Switzerland. And brother Gilbert feels to be honored that he was born into this world in a time where others were already born again and we just would like to ask that he comes now and that he prays with us asking God for the blessing brother Kupfer most certainly can translate him better than I do if you want to come with him just please come we stand up and we sing perhaps only believe, only believe only believe may be seated. Once again, be welcome. We greet also from here all, wherever they are tuned in and where they are hearing and where they are joined with us in the Lord. We understood what it is about. On one hand, we see the uniting in the political religious realm, a world uniting, globalization, everything to, to bring it, everything under one head. And then the calling out of the bright church of Jesus Christ, united under the head of Jesus Christ. 
that we really agree with him in all things. Peace on earth to all men and God's goodwill toward men. This was at the announcement of our of the birth of our Lord. This was the message that to the men on earth peace would be given with God. And by this God's well-pleasing that it could rest on us. We understood, especially when we read of Enoch, he walked with God and he was the seventh from Adam and suddenly he was no more found on earth. All who lived before us in the six church ages went before us. We at the end of this last church age will experience that we will be changed as Paul has written to the Corinthians. And we know the dead in Christ will rise first and we who are alive and remain until the appearing of our Lord we shall be changed and be taken up to meet him in the air at the remark which I made last night about the doctrine of evolution perhaps something must be added to it that is it's a direct blasphemy for it is written that God created man in his image in the likeness of God made he him that's how it is written and when God became man and when he came in the likeness of men and as he walked upon this earth he took upon himself our shape he was a man like we are on the eighth day he was circumcised at the age of 12 he was in the temple at the age of 30 he started the ministry and then he died for us on the cross of Calvary to give us the redemption, the reconciliation, the grace and salvation so that whenever the completion comes so that we are transformed into his image for we shall see him as he is and we will be like him. He, the Son of God, we, sons and daughters of God. To this, we could read many, many scriptures, but we know exactly, since about 200 years, the time of enlightenment, information, the time of turning away from God. And when we think especially, 
that God in the last 500 years has given many revivals. And when we then think on the thousands of hymns which were composed in the time of revival, Oh, you hate full of blood and wounds, full of pain and mockery. Oh, hate bound for mockery, crowned with a crown of thorns. When we think about this thousand songs and hymns, when we think about them, how the Spirit of God expressed the thankfulness in the believers at all times. And now, in our country, in the country of Reformation, is going on such things, this, we really don't like it. But, as it is written in Second Peter 3, verse 3, that the scoffers will be there. Also in Jude, in verse 17, scoffers will arise men who walk after their own lusts and they will deny the Lord in the time of the total falling away in the time of turning away from God and let us be honest about no religion founder is so much scoff made as about our Lord Oh, what is being said and written, it's incomprehensible. How will these people feel when the word finds fulfillment? Before him all knees shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he is the Lord. How will these people feel then? I was thinking also on a word from the prophet Zechariah and this I would like to read now. Of course, referred to us in comparison with Israel. In comparison with Israel. Let me read from the prophet Zechariah the following verses. Zechariah chapter 2 Verse 12. Zechariah chapter 2, verse 12. And the Lord shall inherit Judah, his portion in the holy land, and shall choose Jerusalem again. Here we have a truth which was spoken out, which needs our attention. God will receive Judah, not somewhere, but in the Holy Land, in the land of promise, in the city chosen by God Himself. And he will make them his inheritance. There, the two prophets will have their ministry. 
there, the 144,000 from the 12 tribes will be sealed and God will possess his inheritance there in the Holy Land, in Jerusalem, for the glory of his name. And then it says, Be silent, O all flesh, before the Lord, for he is raised up out of his holy habitation. Be silent, all flesh before the Lord and respect God's decision. And we, brothers and sisters, we, we also must take to heart God will not receive His inheritance, His saints. He will not receive them just somewhere, but on the holy ground. On the holy ground of the divine revelation of His word and of His will. And we must be placed into the will of God if we want to be received by God. Also this, we say it many times. People who just wish to be part of the second resurrection, they don't have to take care of much, just that they get saved by His grace. But whoever wants to be part of the first resurrection, on part of the rapture, of the marriage supper, who wants to be already in the millennium, whoever wants to be part of the overcomers, he must pay attention to what the Spirit is saying unto the churches. Many are called, few are chosen. But now comes the important point in Zechariah chapter 12. Zechariah chapter 12, namely, at that time where the Lord will receive his inheritance in the Holy Land, which he ordained for his natural people, and in Jerusalem, there will be fulfilled what is written in Zechariah 12 from verse 10. And I will pour upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplications. And now it comes. And they shall look upon me whom they have pierced and they shall mourn for him. In the moment where God takes possession of us and where we become His inheritance, then we look upon Him who was pierced, who, who was crucified for us, who loved us so much and who gave His life and blood for us to save us and to make out of men children of God. When it is written here, I will inherit Judah in the Holy Land 
and choose Jerusalem again, and then I will pour out my Spirit, the Spirit of grace and of supplications, and they shall look upon me, whom they have pierced. Also we don't look upon any prophet. Prophets are tools in the hand of God. They are the mouthpiece of God. But our eyes are focused on the Lord, on the crucified one. And we have the wish to have been crucified with him. That the old man, the old eye, was given into his death so that he can live his life through us. Also, this we understood, dear brothers and sisters, when it is about that doctrines are introduced which are not biblical, then always the same is happening. Namely that what is written in Acts chapter 20. Of your own selves shall brothers arise who present strange doctrines. This, what happens somewhere doesn't bother us. The trouble is always there where it takes place. And therefore we must take heed to the doctrine. As Paul has written to Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 16, Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. For the word of God, and we come back again to the term Jerusalem, the word of God shall go forth from Jerusalem, not from Rome or from any other city, but from Jerusalem. And as the Lord receives his people Israel in the land of promise, in his city and in his country, so he now receives his church from all the nations on the holy ground of promise in the word and the doctrine which came forth from Jerusalem. It's written in Acts chapter 2, verse 42, and they remained in the doctrine of the apostles. But this is not all. In Revelation 12, the church is shown to us with a crown of 12 stars. I can remem remember it quite well that 1954, Brother Brenham spoke on it and with all might he said, the New Testament church is crowned with the doctrine of the twelve apostles. This is the meaning of the crown, crowned with the doctrine of the twelve apostles. Of course, in the end phase, God 
again used an example which all can understand. He, he of course, everything, he illustrated everything in pictures, in symbols, and he said it. A woman in birth pains and brings forth a son who shall rule all nations with an iron rod. And then we go to Revelation 2, to the end of a church message, that the overcomers will reign and rule together with Christ. We are just thankful to God for all the words, for all the connections, for everything what is written in the Holy Scripture. And therefore, we took our motto to heart not to go beyond what is written. We remain in the limits of the word. There is not a single revelation which goes beyond the word, which could be placed above the word. Such a revelation does not exist. There is only the revelation of the word and of the will of God. And the will of God is in the word of God. And in the word of God is the will of God. Brothers and sisters, the respect and the reverence which God has laid into us, for this we should be thankful that we indeed respect the word in all things. When, for instance, Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, in the first two verses, he speaks about that we are stewards of the mysteries of God. Let us read it. Let a man so consider us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. <clears throat> and then the bridge is made to verse 6, the second part, 1 Corinthians 4, verse 6. Perhaps we read the whole verse. And these things, brethren, I have in a figure transferred to myself and to Apollos for your sakes, that ye might learn in us not to think of men above that which is written. And now comes the reason, and it makes sense to all of us, that no one of you be puffed up for one against another. What is meant by it? When the one says something else than the others has said, then there is a partisanship. There was some believe what he says, and the others believe what the others say. 
And already there is a division in the church. The one must say what the other said, and the other must say what the one has said. The same language must be spoken. God gives always the same revelation about every word. Time and again one hears of the seven thunders. And brothers and sisters, it must really be said very clearly that also there only the scripture counts. Not what is being said about it, but what the scripture itself says about it. And this time, it doesn't say anything about it. And so we also don't have to say anything about it. If in Revelation 10 it is written, seal up those things which the seven thunders uttered and write them not, then God didn't even want that it is being preached. Then God himself took the responsibility for it to let it happen when the time has come for it. But if we today think about all have a revelation about the seven thunders. Once again, let it be emphasized. Here, it is about not to go beyond what is written. What is not written is of course not in my responsibility. My responsibility is only to preach the word. If it was not written as the word, then I have no reason to fantasize about it, but to, to stick to that what is written. And by the way, it should be said to all the brethren worldwide, it should be said to them once again very clearly that every interpretation, in fact, is someone's own work. That's what people are meaning and thinking. And therein, we are not interested at all. This I'm saying now as a word of the Lord. Especially for all the ministering brethren all over the earth. When in Revelation chapter 8, the first four trumpet angels blow their trumpets and when the four when the first four judgments take place and then in chapter 9 the fifth and the sixth trumpet sounds and we are told there what happens when it takes place and here we have especially and I would like that all brothers who minister with the word that they take it to heart here we have in the fifth trumpet we already have the time of tribulation in which the 144,000 will be here because they are the only ones who have the seal of God at that, at that time in their foreheads and they are kept safe in the five months of torment 
during the fifth trumpet. The hand of God protects them in that time where all the others have to go through a five-month torment as never before. And only afterward comes the sixth trumpet in Revelation 9 from verse 13. And this applies already to the Iraq. This applies already to the river Euphrates where he, the four angels are loosened to slay the third part of mankind. That's how we read it here in Revelation chapter 9 from verse 13 in all the next verses. And only afterward comes the announcement in connection with the angel of the covenant with the rainbow upon his head, his feet as pillar of fire. And when he then sets his foot on sea and land, then the seven thunders utter their voices. We as the church of Jesus Christ, we as the church of the new covenant, we have nothing to do with God will do after the rapture and especially what he will do with Israel and what is connected with it in the, in the time after the rapture. And what all the brothers also have to take note of is that Revelation 10 is just an announcement and not yet the fulfillment but the announcement in the days of the voice of the seventh angel when he shall begin to sound then the mystery of God should be finished as he has declared it to his servants the prophets and then comes the ministry of the two prophets in Revelation 11 from verse 1 to verse 14 and from verse 15 we have then the description what takes place when the seventh angel blows his trumpet my God I'm asking is it really so difficult to agree with God is it really so difficult to believe as the scripture has said is it really so difficult to go back to the word and to respect the word as it is written. When we before are reading that we shall not go beyond what is written, what shall then be with the things which are not written? Brothers and sisters, the moment has come where we must speak a clear language in the name of the Lord where all things must be placed biblically, where there is no more room even for the slightest interpretation, but whereby all is respected what the Holy Scripture says about it. And here we have it, of course, in Revelation chapter 11, very clearly, when the seventh angel sounds his trumpet, then it's of course the announcement 
Now. Now. Shall we read it? Revelation 11 from verse 15. And the seventh angel sounded and there were great voices in heaven saying, The kingdom, not the rapture, the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of His Christ, and He shall reign forever and ever. This is the content. This is the word of God. That's how it is written. And that's how it is. That's how it will be. And in that moment, the, let us read, verse 16, and the 24 elders which sat before God on their thrones fell upon their faces and worshipped God, saying, We give thee thanks, O Lord God Almighty, who is, who, who is and was, because thou hast given to thee thy great power and hast come to reign. Before, we always read of him who is and was and who is to come. Here we don't read anymore who is to come. But here we have his coming before our eyes. Thou hast come to reign. The term who is to come is not written here. Why not? Because it's the fulfillment. Brothers and sisters, in all of the word of God, we have the will of God revealed with the church, with Israel, all connections, but they must be left there where they are written, because there they belong. One could read on here, but let us come to us as men who follow the Lord and who want to be ready at the return of Jesus Christ. There are the statements, especially in the Gospel of John, in chapter 6, no one can come to me except the Father draws him first. And all who are coming to me, them I give eternal life. And then our Lord, our Lord says in the Gospel of John, chapter 5, He says to those who are searching the Scriptures, but who don't come to Him, and therein is the big trouble. Searching the Scriptures is one thing, but to come to the Lord and to really get the Word revealed is a totally different thing. Here, in John 5, we read, maybe verse 39 and 40, Search the Scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, 
and they are they which testify of me. And yet ye will not come to me that ye might have life. For in him is life, and the life is the light of man. So, back to the word, back to the Lord, following the Lord, and to really believe everything as the scripture says it. Also this, we said many times here, everything, strictly everything, what is in connection with redemption, connection with the Redeemer, and with the redeemed was written down in the word of God. And it's always a divine fact. Never was an interpretation necessary. But everything happened as it was written. Beginning with the birth of our Lord. Through his life, through his ministry, his suffering, his dying, up to the crucifixion. The chastisement was laid upon him so that we might have peace with him and by his stripes we are healed. Everything was reality. Let me emphasize it once again. The birth of our Lord was reality. His suffering and dying reality. His going down to hell reality. The conquering of death, hell and Satan, reality. His resurrection, reality. And his return will be a reality. When our brothers are saying, based upon one single quote, and even this was misunderstood and misinterpreted, namely that the message is the shout of First Thessalonians 4, where it's written, the Lord himself will descend with a shout and with a trump. And sometime and somewhere, Brother Branham said, the shout is the message. And out of this one single quote, the doctrine is put up, the Lord is descending since the opening of the seals. And mercy seat has become judgment seat. Incomprehensible. Really incomprehensible. And why? Because the people don't go back to the word of God. But are taking one statement out of context. And not finding it again in its completion in the other quotes. But just spreading a foolish doctrine. The Lord is descending. For how long shall he descend? And the Holy Scripture says, As the lightning cometh out of the east and shines to the west, so the coming of the Lord will be. It doesn't take 40 years. In one moment, in the twinkling of an eye. No. The word of our God remains forever. And all interpretations will have their end. For us, it's a grief that so many things are being taught and spread 
which are called the message. The message is alone in this book. And everything what is not in agreement with this book is not the message of God. It might be a message of a brother from New York or the message of some brother from some city or some country. The divine message is only in the Holy Scripture. And brothers and sisters, let us look up the wonderful scripture in Hebrews and let us see what is meant by it. That our Lord be a record of himself and that all his servants and prophets foretold what will take place and we in this time may see it and participate in it. Especially in Hebrews chapter 2. Here it is referred to our Lord and referred to the beginning as the new covenant and what God promised in the Old Testament how it has taken its course from the very beginning. Hebrews 2 from verse 2. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard Him. God also bearing them witness both with signs and wonders and with diverse miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his own will. As the beginning was, so the end will be. God will confirm his word. We are not only having the commemoration what happened once upon a time. This is the divine pattern. And brothers and sisters, we may familiarize us with the thought that the church becomes the manifestation place of the living God. And I tell you, I tell you, if we are gathering ourselves united in the spirit and united in faith, united in love to him and united in love to one another, then the supernatural will take place. And it can even take place today. It's of course not in my power, but in the power of God. And our Lord said very clearly, all power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. In heaven and on earth. But what happened 
by the preaching of our Lord at the beginning. The captives were set free. Let us remember Luke chapter 4. Then in connection with this, let us remember Isaiah 61. And the same must also happen now. The captives must be set free. The lost must get saved. The sick must get healed. People who are bound by some kind of forces, they must be delivered. This is the original message, the divine message. I read it to you. Look, chapter 4, from verse 17. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of the sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. This is the divine message even today. Not a message where it is argued about certain words, but the message of the cross, the message of reconciliation. And I say this now with an inner grief. Many brothers who present false doctrines and who are under wrong, wrong influence, they probably have not experienced the new birth by the word seed. Only in the moment where we get the connection by the Spirit of God, then revelation will be given to us by God. It is impossible that people are saying, on one hand, we are born again, and not even thinking about to let the word count. But the word is the seed. And Brother Rus, or someone, maybe someone can bring me the picture from next door with the two sowers. Brother Schmidt can maybe bring it now. We must say it clearly. Whoever is sent by God speaks the words of God. Thereby we recognize whether someone is sent by God. Here we have. I don't know who gave it to me. He gave me that picture. Most certainly not for a souvenir, but that we all look at it. Here is the sower who sows the good seed. And you must look carefully to see the sower who goes behind the good sower, dressed in black and also of a dark complexion. And he goes behind him 
and spreads his own seed. Two totally different seed on the same field. And therefore, on their fruits ye shall know them. And here's the point, brothers and sisters, and here's the divine fact. The true word comes always first, and afterward comes the interpretation. And all the servants of God, whom the Lord sends, are coming and are carrying His wonderful word, the precious seed. They carry it with tears, but they are sowing the precious seed. And then are coming brothers who have no commission, who probably have a gift of oratory and who have the necessary dollars to travel around. But this is no divine legitimation. And such brothers are then always coming up with new interpretations and the confusion is on the rise. But thanks be to God that there are people on earth who heard the voice of the Lord. People who are hearkening to that, what the Spirit is saying unto the churches through the Word, who reject every interpretation and who only receive the Word Seed of God. To be honest, if one would ask all these brothers who are worldwide on their way, when did the Lord call you? And where did He call you? And what did He tell you at your calling? Then there would be nothing but silence. Nothing but silence. And therein is the trouble. When our Lord says, when I send someone, first he must speak out the sending. And then one may go. This is the Bible pattern. First, the Lord spoke out a calling. And then followed the sending. You can go to Paul. At his calling, he was told, that you might know the will of God and declare it to all nations as it was revealed to you. A sending according to the word of God is in the will of God to bring the word of God to the people of God and to lead the people of God into the will of God. All the sendings which God ever has given were for the purpose to lead the people back to the Lord, back into the divine order. And therefore, John the Baptist was the first man who made the bridge between the Old and the New Testament. Luke 16, verse 16, the law and the prophets were until John. And from that time on, the kingdom of God was preached that he was a man sent from God with a divine message for the people of God not to blow his own trumpet and not to prepare his own way but to preach the word 
to bring bride and bridegroom together and to prepare the way for the Lord. The same is the kernel of the divine message which was sent to us by Brother Branham. To him was told, as John the Baptist was sent to forerun the first coming of Christ, so you are sent with a message that will forerun the second coming of Christ. This we all believe with all our hearts. And if it is like this, just say Amen to it. This we believe with all our hearts. But I'm honest. I don't believe one single interpretation. And I'm not even thinking about it. To, to, to believe one interpretation. Never. Therefore, we time and again have the same request to the people of God. Believe not every spirit. Try the spirits. And if we would take now all the scriptures to it, Peter, of course, doesn't only write of false prophets. He writes also of false teachers. He writes of false teachers also. Here it's written in Second Peter, chapter 2, verse 1. Verse 1 and 2. But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who secretly shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord who bought them and bring upon themselves swift destruction. Yes, they are denying the Lord with what they are presenting because they don't remain in His Word but are going beyond the Word. Let us summarize what it is about. In our days, not only the Bible is changed and written differently, in our days, we also have the climax of all confusion and disorder. And here is the point of what it is all about. According to our knowledge of the Word of God, the bright church is called out of all Babylon, out of all confusion. She is called out. She comes back into the Word of God, is sanctified in the Word of God, and is being prepared under the coverage of the blood of the Lamb unto the glorious day of the return of Jesus Christ, our Lord. With what right does Satan what, what, with what right does it, what right does Satan have to bring again confusion among the, the called out ones to introduce doctrines which are not in the Bible? And here I'm asking you for prayer support that we raise a standard
and that we refer to Ephesians and that you think on it that we are putting on the whole armor of God. Ephesians chapter 6 from verse 10 Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. By the way, to, to a bishop stood, stood out, he found out that the writers of the new Bible they, they, they made all scriptures fitting for women. They called God as father and mother and not anymore love thy neighbor, but they wrote love thy neighboress and all such like things. And this bishop writes, I just waited until I have this Bible in my hand and then I want to look up what they have done with the devil. And him they left masculine. Him, the 42 women, they left him male. As it is written here. Yes, the bishop was reading it. And he was referring to Second Peter. There it must be written somewhere. The word which he was referring to of the adversary who walks around like a roaring lion and him they really left as he is written here in the Bible and they, they didn't make him female but they left him male masculine this stood out to, to this bishop must be somewhere in first Peter chapter 5 but this this just by the way we have the duty to believe the word of God with all our hearts and to reject everything else with all our hearts putting on the whole arm of God to abide in the truth and this we can only by by fending off the attacks of Satan. And this we can only do with the word. But here's also the point which must be actually mentioned. Also to our Lord the enemy came with the it is written, it is written. I also marveled that the Vatican emphasized especially Revelation 15 in recent days. They have overcome and they are at the sea of glass. And then also Revelation 19 of the marriage supper of the Lamb. And time again it speaks of the bride. But chapter 17 and chapter 18 they were left out. Chapter 17 and 18 were left out. They are not even considered. Brothers and sisters, much could be said, and I emphasize, all, strictly all, will slip into the error, except 
God is merciful to us that we know the truth and only the truth makes free and the truth is the word of God but now this verse in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places wherefore wherefore because this fight is still on wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand and this is our all concern of our own strength we cannot do it but with the enduing with the power from on high we will make it with God's help our prayer is that to all is given the clarity by the word of God and by the spirit of God that not one has to teach the other but that all are being taught by God and that all are introduced into the plan of salvation of our God and that we truly see everything by revelation as it is written in the Holy Scripture and as it was promised please remember the word that God will receive Israel in the Holy Land in the land of promise there the ministry of the two prophets will be there will be the sealing there will be the calling out of the 144,000 in the same way with us in the word of promise for this time God will receive his people not in all the interpretations and directions which are found today all over the earth especially in the charismatic also this let, let it be said all have their programs but the people of God was introduced into the plan of salvation and if we say it here at this place time and again that we are really now pardoned and blessed to experience the last phase of the divine plan of salvation here on earth we experience it live what do you want more and who of you would have liked to live 204, 300 years before would it not have been our decision to live today that we all have to go through, through troubles this is normal this is understandable as Israel in the natural realm just went through trouble all the way they went through troubles 
so also we, who we are not part of this world, our home is not here. Our home is there on high. So also we have to go through trials, which many others don't have to go through. But thanks be to God for the trials in which we can prove ourselves and which we can, and by His grace, we can stand the test. And this until we come from believing unto seeing. God's promises remain. They never falter. Jesus sealed with His own blood what He promised in His word. Heaven and earth may burn, hills and mountains may vanish, but whoever believes shall find God's word remains forever. As a German poem goes, First Corinthians, all promises of God are yes and amen in Jesus Christ our Lord, by us, not without us, there is written by us, in Him, by us, we are part of it. We are children of promise. We believe the word of promise. We have received the divine message which should forerun the second coming of Christ. And it is truly being carried into all the world. And may God bless all the brothers in the ministering in the various countries. May he bless the feet who bring the good news. Also our brothers from the neighboring countries, our brothers here, from our country, all who carry the word in truth, may they be blessed. May their feet be blessed, as written in the prophet Isaiah. At this weekend, we were not asking whether brothers and sisters are here who would like to be baptized, who want to be baptized biblically. If it is like this, then today would be the opportunity. Otherwise, we could wait. But the question now, the question would be appropriate now. Do we have some brothers and sisters who want to be baptized biblically, then please raise your hand. Should there be only one brother, then we will leave him to Philip, that he can baptize him somewhere. If there are more, then we will have the baptism. All right, then we wait a bit until the next baptism. The Lord God. Or if the brother has the wish, the, opp the opportunity is here. And so, we, we want to take everything as God leads it. Brothers and sisters, we are coming to the end of this weekend. And we walk confidently in perfect faith. We walk forward. We know in whom we believe. We know in whom we trust. As Paul has written at the time, I know in whom I believe. And the same we can also say. We know in whom we believe, whom we follow. 
and whose inheritance and possession we have become by grace. To him, the Almighty God, be the praise and the honor and the adoration now and forever for his holy word which he revealed in all the details. Here we have it before us. And by the Spirit of God we are laid into all truth. Blessed and praised be the Lord our God. Let us stand up for prayer. I don't know whether our sisters have a song which they would like to sing for the glory of the Lord. We are of course here to rededicate our lives, to be ready for the coming of the Lord. And some song also touches our hearts and it's of, in, it of course fits the sermon. So we thank God. Let us remain in prayer. And the Lord God, He will make all things well. Blessed and praised be He. Yes. Pardon? Sing whatever is upon your heart. It's good.
To this fits the word of our Lord, whoever follows me shall not remain in darkness, but have the light of life. And also the word, they will look unto him whom they have pierced. We are looking unto Jesus Christ our Lord, on him the crucified one. who has brought us salvation to him who died and who then conquered death and who conquered hell and all the powers of Satan he conquered and his victory is our victory and the faith which God has given us through the word by his grace this faith is the victory which has overcome the world. Faith is founded and established in the word of God. And therefore, it doesn't stagger or falter, but it stands firm. We do it like Abraham did. We don't look on circumstances. We don't look on the things which can be seen, but we look unto him who is invisible as we would see him. Brothers and sisters, precious friends, today we want to thank together our Lord God. We want to ask Him together by faith that He is watching over His Word and over all who received His Word, who believe as the Scripture has said. And that he leads us to the victory and that so that we can come from believing unto seeing not only at the return of the Lord this anyway but already now to believe and see what God promised for the church with all the blessings which belong to it our Lord is faithful he is the same yesterday today and forever. Let us now thank together our Lord. Please, Brother Rus, come and thank with us. Heavenly Father, 
We thank you from the depth of our hearts for your word this morning. You are speaking so clear to us so that everyone can understand it. Receive the honor, the praise, and the adoration, Lord, from all our hearts. You just mean it well with us, Lord. You are calling us. You are preparing us for thy soon coming. Bless my dear brothers and sisters. Bless all who have come, Lord, and who have a request. We ask it in your holy name. Be nigh to all for your holy name's sake. Blessed and praised be your wonderful and glorious name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glorify the power of the Lord, the power of His blood and of His word and of His spirit. For God is at work in our midst, in the blood-bought flock, through His Holy Word, through His Holy Spirit. Precious Lord, I'm asking you, give revelation by Thy Spirit. Revelation by Thy Spirit from the Word that all remain in the Scripture that no one goes beyond the word, but that they say no to every interpretation. Dear Lord, have thine own way with thy church. Crown us with mercy and with loving kindness. Once again we ask you, save the lost ones, heal the sick deliver the captives may at the end happen what happened at the beginning let the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit rest upon all of us blessed and praised be thou O Lord our God now and forever Thank you for thy word. Thank you for all the promises. And I thank you today for all the brothers and sisters, for all the newcomers that they are led by thy spirit into all the truth. Great God, adoration and glory be unto thee. Hallelujah. Precious Lord, bless in all peoples, tongues, and nations. And be thou with all of us. Thou art worthy.
Halleluja. The word comes to me from Ezra. Don't be discouraged, but rejoice in the Lord. The foundation of the house of God was laid. They didn't have to be sad anymore. They could rejoice. Also we, by His grace, we laid the foundation. Another foundation cannot be laid than that which was laid. We are building upon the original foundation, upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, where Jesus Christ Himself is the chief cornerstone. And His church is the pillar and the foundation of the truth. Thereby it will remain until the end. Be seated for a few moments. <laughs> 